Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Cassetta! Yay! Yay! And we have got a great episode for you. Uh, due to the pandemic, we are taking another week off so we can kind of prepare and um, weirdly enough have to stock up on toilet paper again because people don't learn from the first time. Mm-hmm. We love this shit. Yeah, we literally do. And that's why we need toilet paper. Please, God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. But uh, this week we are covering uh, some cult news and a figure who will be uh, (laughs) or who has proven to be a big part of Donald Trump's life, at least spiritually. And that is in heavy quotations. Um, We do have some news before the show. The news is, if you want to listen to our show somewhere else, you can uh, do that on Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth. That was a cat, the enemy of the rooster. No, it's a pigeon. The side piece of the rooster. Why didn't you call me back? Oh man, you shouldn't fuck around with pigeons because you'll get you'll they'll, you'll get them pregnant. They are carriers after all. So, but oh, <laughs> So if you want to watch our show somewhere new, you can go to roosterteeth.com. You can download the Rooster Teeth app, and you can also get Rooster Teeth on your smart TV, your Roku device, your Xbox, your fucking Xbox One Series X, uh, your fucking Xbox 360. Um, you can find us anywhere, and then you can have us in your life pretty much anywhere you want to. It's really awesome. Keep us cooped up inside. Oh! <laughs> oh Chickens. Yeah. I like it. Uh, additionally, you can catch me on Rooster Teeth this Tuesday. We're going to be live streaming with a bunch of our friends from Rooster Teeth. Uh, Chris Maris is going to be there. Blaine Gibson, both from uh, Good Morning From Hell. I believe Gus is going to be there. Not sure. Uh, and then Barb and John Reisinger are going to be there too. It's going to be an awesome time. Definitely come check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I think without any further ado, let's get into the show. Hello. 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 I hear a sound of victory. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink the For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These are our opinions. All right. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us, we have Pandemic Gazetta. (laughs) I've changed my name legally to Pandemic Gazetta because I want to be memorable. Uh, What a a terrible time for me to cough, right? Uh no yeah it that felt weird to yay the pandemic I don't think anyone's yeah. done that before except for <laughs> I don't know our corporate overlords I I mean I'm gonna say that I'm getting real good at bread again I bought a knitting machine it's about to get real weird up Hold in this up. bitch what is a knitting machine uh you're gonna find out when I got a bunch of new sweaters what bitch. what 
it's it's weird. Uh, as some of you may know, uh, Los Angeles is going basically back into lockdown. Uh, so we've spent the last couple of days uh, girding our loins and preparing ourselves for it. So today is going to be a little bit of cult news and then a little bit of Trump adjacent funness um, because it's a pandemic at the disco and we got to <laughs> get all the toilet paper we can uh, because that will get us to heaven. I don't understand it anymore. Yeah. Bro, my loins are so girded. It looks like a 16th century medieval castle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do know what you're saying. And that's how we know we've lost our minds. <laughs> this pussy got a moat. <laughs> For this moat ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Cardi B was actually talking about. Gotta storm my castle with this wet ass moat pussy. Okay. I'm I mean, done. see, Wednesday of last week, I was just sitting alone in my house doing great British bake off impressions and trying to list <laughs> as many ingredients as I could remember. And then all of a sudden the mayor's on the news being like, Stay the fuck inside. And so uh now we have to prepare for that again. So there you go. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was like, stay the fuck inside from like a five-star restaurant somewhere after visiting like a Hollywood <laughs> set. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking Garcetti piece of shit. Anyway, sorry. Today, Eric will be making us angry with a side of resentment <laughs> and also raisins and currants with a seeded bun around the outside. <laughs> have, I'm getting I, good at it. I'm getting really good at it. I have never, I had never watched The Great British Bake Off before in my entire life before this Thanksgiving. And it's, I love it. It's just, it's a cooking show mixed with ASMR and I love it. Yeah. It's so it's, relaxing. It's I was just going to say, most soothing. 10 yes. out of 10, I would listen to a Great British Bake Off impression of some type of like violent, like a Chuck Palahniuk book or something. Like an absurd. <laughs> Today, Tyler is bringing us Project Mayhem with a side of frangipan <laughs> and a short crust made with suet and a Christmas pudding. See, I, none of that made sense, but I just love doing it. It's just, the, it so it's just the last scene uh, of, 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 uh, of Fight Club and you just hear somebody overdubbing it with like, oh, look at the way that this city crumbles. Isn't that just magnificent? <laughs> it's underproved. Now I'll never get the handshakes. That was the meanest thing that I saw in the Great British Bake Off was somebody like cracked a biscuit. I think it was. Oh, it yeah. Was and bread, it didn't right? snap. And it yeah. didn't snap. It didn't mm. snap. And they were just like, I'm a little disappointed with the way that this snapped. And then somebody was like, uh, OK, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. That was the most tense moment of Great British Bake Off. I love it. I think the tensest part of that is that the British person was Australian. For in, my, in my yeah. rendition. In yeah. Uh, my favorite is the thing that they win. Because have you guys gotten to the end of any of the seasons yet? No. no. Do you know what is on the line for them to compete in such a, a high level of baking? They get, to, they get to join the royal family by marriage. <laughs> Do they get their own moat? They win a cake plate. Bitch, what? Wait, the wait. The I'm serious. I'm being like, serious right now. The whole wait is it like a gold cake plate? No, it's glass. Does it does say it so, does say Great British Bake Off on it. That's pretty good. Capitalism has ruined me because in my brain I'm like that's terrible. I wouldn't even do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they get paid a little bit, but do they? Not really. No. Uh, the BBC has some pretty strict laws about money and those types of filming so i'm sure they get Damn. day rates but yeah that fucking 
I, you know, Andrea's making fun of my accent gave me a great idea. What I want to see implemented into the Great British Bake Off is each Spiders. season, do they put in one Australian guy and he's got to stay undercover and he's just, he just has to not get voted out as the Australian. That meringue's not light. This meringue <laughs> is light. I just want to see every cake topped with like some type of uh, candy spiders, you know? Oh, fuck off. I hate that so much. <laughs> somebody a few months. Oh, my God. That was last year. Now that I think of it, somebody sent us a package uh, filled with toy spiders <laughs> uh, and Andrea kept them and hid them around the house. And I am <laughs> definitely afraid of spiders. So every so often there's one right there. There's fucking a spider right there. Ah! Wait, are you actually? Armando is creating a smash cake with a current center. I love, I mean, it is beautiful that as we're talking about spiders, Armando murders a spider, I yeah. guess. I conquered my fear and I killed a spider. This is the second time ever during the course of our two and a half year relationship that Armando has ever killed a bug. Yeah, I don't deal with bugs very well. And I killed a cricket the other day, and it was a big occasion. He did not finish the job. I had to finish it. Nope. But he did start, which I really appreciated. I started. I threw a sandal at it. I, I got it. And then uh, uh, it like started limping away into our closet, and it crawled under a pair of underwear. And I hit it with the sandal over and over and over. And then I took a box from Ikea that had a lamp in it, and I just smashed it with the lamp. And then I put the lamp box on top of it, and then I pressed it down, and then I put the sandal on top of the box, and I was like, that's a dead-ass cricket. And then Andrea woke up because it was 2 in the morning, and I was essentially just like <laughs> playing the drums. Yeah. And uh, and she was like, what happened? And I was like, I killed a cricket. And she like perked up in bed and went, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and the best part was what I got for killing the cricket, a cake plate. It said... <laughs> It said the Great British Bake Off. Uh, I was going to say a Grammy because now you're a rapper who's merged a rival, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little cricket, you know what I'm saying? Cricket wireless. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off today with some cult news, and then we're going to get into kind of our main story for today. So, Armando, take it away. Yeah, there has been, uh, so the source for all of these news articles, by the way, is uh, the Cult Education Institute, which is... Rick uh, Ross! Yeah, weirdly enough, run by a man named Rick Ross, um, yeah. who is almost the antithesis of the rapper Rick Ross, <laughs> who's just like, I'm, I dress in fancy suits, and all I want to do is prevail with justice. And yeah. so, uh, he's, he, it's a great website, you can go there, find a bunch of information on a ton of stuff. So this first uh, this first cult news article is from uh, the Inquirer Central Luzon from November 30th, 2020. Uh, so police have arrested a woman accused of stealing jewels from victims duped into believing that she was a faith healer. Ooh, that's going to play into our bigger story. Good. What kind of faith healing was she doing? Uh, Jonalyn DeLoyne of the village of Starita had asked two believers of hers to lend her gold earrings, necklaces, and pendants to be blessed as this would give them protection, according to the police's criminal investigation and detective group. Uh, so essentially, she was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, if you bring me... 
you know, some kind of like chain or like a, a, a grill, basically anything that the real Rick Ross would use. I will bless <laughs> it. And then that will give you protection for life. That's the that's the kind of faith like feeling it seems to be. Like a magical amulet. Mm. <laughs> Is she some type of dragon hoarding treasure? Like, what's the? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, like the what's the name of the dragon that hoards all the treasure from the Tolkien Smog. novels? Smog. No, Jeff yeah. Bezos. That's who. It is. <laughs> An absolute monster. Um, not a hair on him. Scaly too. Uh, so victims of uh, Jonalyn uh, gave jewels worth $136,000 and she did not return them. She was supposed to <laughs> put like a, a blessing over them for protection. She did not. Um, she just essentially moved on until the believers reported it to the police and the police made an arrest during quote an entrapment operation <laughs> they caught her while she was just clinking they were just like who do you think has all these jewels and rubies and chains could it be that incredibly loud sounding woman over there maybe maybe you sound like a jogger with keys in his pocket what are you doing john <laughs> like a janitor on a treadmill <laughs> I just want to know, like, how many poor faith healer patrons just sent her, like, puka shells and, like, <laughs> hand-woven <laughs> hemp necklaces. Like, those ones from Claire's, the, like, ex the stretchy chokers. Yeah. In the oh, 90s. my God. <laughs> I've got one half of a best friend's necklace. Can yeah. you bless it? <laughs> exactly. Can you I... bless this troll's commemorative necklace? Ironically... <laughs> Ironically, I need this friendship necklace blessed because the other friend is trying to kill me now. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. Jesus is my only friend. He has the other half. Wait, what? <laughs> it says bee fry, and that's how I live my life. I be <laughs> a fry cook, and that's why this is the only necklace I have. Bee fry. Because <laughs> best friends. If you have Better the yeah, one no, half. That's, that's very good. Yeah, it's... One of the things that I think is the most interesting about this news case is uh, investigators said uh, Jonalyn was the head of a crime group that bore her name and was involved in cases of theft and swindling in the city. They, they thought they knew that they were like the leader of like a gang of thieves, essentially. And this person's latest grift was to pretend to be a faith healer. I feel like I know what her next grift would have been. And that's just a community production of Oliver. <laughs> i do anything to bless jules anything <laughs> oh it was in the philippines ah so yeah so in the uh in the philippines apparently uh faith healing or whatever form of faith healing that she was practicing seems to be illegal so the uh, entrapment operation that the police ran was an entrapment operation for faith healing because <laughs> normally you can only bless lumpia <laughs> that's the rules <laughs> that's why it's so delicious that's why it's the the best i'm just imagining a police officer pretending to have like a serious ailment <laughs> like just like going in on crutches like i really need this healing I really need it, guys. <laughs> I'm missing a foot, and I brought this diamond chain that says, Craig, uh, can you help me out? <laughs> baby, is that you? <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. So yeah, they caught this person in uh it, faith healing essentially, which is like the weirdest vice sting operation. Like, ah, we got you faith healing behind this hotel. I knew it was you. <laughs> I saw people come in on crutches and leave on their own two feet. What are you doing back here? <laughs> it says massage parlor and yet I see people who were missing limbs and now they have them back. That's a real hand job. <laughs> oh, <boo. laughs> oh my god that's great if you if you could get one item from your life that you would have on you at all times uh that would be blessed to protect you what would it be it has to be something that's on you at all times well i guess it's it, i just assume that it has to be because they're blessing like necklaces and stuff so it's something mm. that you would be able to like wear or carry on you pretty easily like you couldn't get your i mean if it if it was if there was no rules i would get my car blessed no car accidents unstoppable yeah, yeah, yeah. car you know what i would get blessed death proof car my yeah. skin you- <laughs> <laughs> except that you're gonna slough it off and lose it yeah so like- Tat- tattoo amulet tattoo blessings is that what the cross tattoos are about no i think that's just about trying to show off at the gym i think i'd get my <laughs> phone blessed that's what i was gonna say because i would have it on me at all times yeah, yeah, yeah. or my an- keys oh yeah yeah, yeah no yeah. i'm losing that shit too often i would never <laughs> uh i just although Speaking about uh, cross tattoos, my dad has, uh, I think, on him three different tattoos of the cross. Uh, And one of them is on the top of his skull, like on top of his head, um, which is like, who is that for? God, The only person that's going to see it is God. And at that point, they're just going to look down and just be like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, I didn't expect that to be there. I, that's not, I swear to God, that's not how I sent him down there. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, love the idea that if to some it is a cross, to, but to a bird it is a, marks the spot. It's a target? <laughs> it's a target. <laughs> that's for bird sh- bird shooting joke pigeons. Am I right? <laughs> Caca. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so that that is our first news story. Uh, essentially, somebody was trying to bless chains and then was snatching the chains and running away. And then the police were able to catch them in an entrapment sting operation uh, where, I guess, you're right, they just walked in on crutches with a chain and was like, hey, can you do this? And they were like, yeah. They were like, ha got them. Snatch trophies. It started off with the question, do your chain hang low? <laughs> Do it protect you from a ghost? <laughs> Can it make you fly at night? Can it keep you safe at home? Can you <laughs> use it on a boat? Can you fly it on a plane? Do your chain hang low? I love you, Paige. <laughs> oh, we we do actually have another musical news story. If that's what you're, uh, if that's what you're feeling right now. Yes, I I am. I am feeling it. So in the spirit of Donald Trump, uh, we've seen a lot of different people give their two cents very publicly about uh, how they feel the election should have gone and and what they feel is happening to the the election and shit like that. Kanye was robbed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't get me started on Kanye West. Did you know? Okay. first of all, he he was only robbed because he went to that faith healer. (laughs) (laughs) He he tried to get his Yeezys blessed. (laughs) 
first of all, Kanye West was officially on the ballot in some states as uh, the vice presidential candidate to uh, Rocky, that guy named yes. uh, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted a picture of his ballot. He did not vote for the candidate he was running with. He voted for himself as president and wrote in his own vice presidential candidate. Who, which was who? Who was it? Uh, let me see. Oh, okay. No, I was wrong. Kanye West tweeted a picture of his ballot with the write-in candidate bubble scribbled in with black ink. On the line next to it, he wrote, Kanye Omari West, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that he wrote in a vice presidential candidate. He just wrote in, let's go. I'm going to be real. I feel like nothing would make me laugh harder than if he was at home Tuesday night, like let's watch the returns and see how I did. (laughs) Like (laughs) maybe I can get Wyoming. (laughs) I don't know. Oh my God. No, Kanye, Kanye didn't do very well. Let's actually see. I thought he got like 1%. There was one state where he got 10,000 votes. That's a lot of jokes. (laughs) Oh my God. That's a lot of people having a laugh. How many votes did he get? The 43-year-old rapper has conceded. <laughs> he has conceded after his self-styled birthday party. Oh, that's right. I don't know if you knew or not, but he was also running independently under, quote, the birthday party. That was the political party that Kanye West invented. As long as he doesn't wear his birthday suit to meetings. <laughs> I feel like that's funny, but it's not nearly as inventive as my, my favorite local candidate jimmy mcmillan in new york who ran under the rent is too damn high party oh Oh, yeah still a classic i'm like not organized enough to do anything effective but like damn if it's not catchy (laughs) i mean i'm all the way in los angeles and i feel his message wholeheartedly yeah you're like the rent is too damn high breakfast lunch and dinner So the 43-year-old rapper has conceded after his self-styled birthday party collected just 60,000 votes out of a total of 160 million. (laughs) That's about 60,000 too many, though. (laughs) Yeah, that is uh, pretty fucking upsetting. Um, I just want to know who these people are. What were you thinking? uh, Apparently on November 4th, 2020, uh, which I believe was Election Day, am I, or the day after Election Day? The day after. That was the day after. November 3rd is the official Election Day. Okay, yeah. So the day after Election Day... Uh, Kanye West tweeted a picture of him standing in front of the ballot, ma- like a map of who, which states voted for who, and it just says Kanye 2024. So he's not giving up. <sighs> <laughs> Paige's face right now is so good. I'm just, I'm remembering 2012 when yeah. Trump called his 2016 shot, and we were just like, okay, and I now I'm just picturing Kanye as a legitimate contender in 2024. Yeah, one of the things that we're going to get into on the next episode of the tr- the series on Trump that we're doing um, is how frequently Donald Trump ran and how every single time uh, it happened, it got more and more likely that uh, a non-government person would eventually win this presidency. I mean, like, 
the first time that he ever, you know, considered possibly running for president was when Ronald Reagan was in office, who, I mean, everyone's seen fucking, well, everyone except for Andrea has seen Back to the Future, uh, where it's Wait, like... Wait, what? Hold on, what? Yeah, Andrea hasn't seen Back to the Future. It's making more sense to me why her favorite movie is Gladiator. Because she up. just hasn't seen any other movies? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I read the IMDb synopsis. <laughs> Of Back to the Future? Not the same. Of multiple <laughs> films because people would reference them and I'm like, I don't know where or how to watch this film and I do not have the time. I will read the synopsis so that I stop getting made fun of. What is a Star War? <laughs> what even is a Street Fighter? <laughs> I don't know that one. I didn't get to that synopsis. <laughs> Oh, my God. So speaking of delusional people who thought that they should have gotten more votes than they did, Donald Trump lost in the election of 2020, and a lot of people were super fucking pissed about it. Or did he? Yeah. Definitively, <laughs> he fucking lost. As far as math goes, yeah. Yeah. But feelings, on the other hand, because remember, Kanye West's uh, first, or Kanye West, Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> Kanye Trump. Kanye Trump. Uh, Donald Trump's first spiritual advisor, uh, who was Norman Vincent Peale, taught him that feelings or attitudes are more important than facts. So it doesn't really matter if he lost according to math because it's more about how you feel on the inside. The real election were the friends and bridges we lost along the way. <laughs> and that's how we gained the uh, the person who's the, the subject of our main story today. But you had one more news story? I did. I did. I did. So uh, it's very quick. Kenneth Copeland, do you remember? Uh, fucking He's going to come up today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I thought it would be a very appropriate story. Kenneth Copeland very famously had a, uh, a, a video go viral where he said, who did the media say won? Joe Biden. And then he laughed maniacally like the fucking Joker for like 25 minutes straight, it felt like. He's also the guy that COVID nineteen be gone, yeah, be just, gone. Yeah, didn't he fucking like spit on it? He was like, "Fuck you, COVID." I patooey. Yeah, yep. So somebody took that video of uh, Kenneth Copeland ranting about Joe Biden and election fraud and turned it into a metal song. Oh yes. I have to say, Kenneth Copeland looks like Emperor Palpatine got bronzed. Yes, and and just use like a little bit of Just for Men to touch yeah. up the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. Mm -hmm. Beach Palpatine. Beach Palpatine. Oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> so here is Kenneth Copeland uh, turned into a metal song. <laughs> it's not the worst thing i've ever heard uh no, until, it's pretty fun until you realize what it is and then it is the worst thing you've ever heard he sounds like a robot learning to laugh for the first time yeah it's like the joker's pocket in in batman forever i think it's forever is the one with the joker no batman fuck it that one batman that tim burton did with the joker where it was jack nicholson and he had that pocket that would laugh 
It's so scary and I hate it. He is one of the most terrifying people I've ever seen in my entire so life. So scary. The, he made a video apologizing for uh, making fun of Joe Biden, I guess. Uh, and in that video, he just, he like, he's trying to be like a natural guy. So he's like sitting in a study at home and he looks directly into the camera and he just smiles a whole bunch. And Andrea's comparison to Emperor Palpatine is dead on. Because every time he smiles, I'm like, you've murdered somebody. I know. Have it. you, have you seen there's an interview somebody like a journalist gets him like as he's walking out of a building so it's like kind of like outside or whatever and they ask him directly about you know funds and you know where the money that people give his church is going and he just like deflects and it's the scariest thing i've ever seen he is a terrifying con man yeah 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 100 percent. oh my god so we, we've teased up our main story today a whole lot we've got uh a lot of things that just kind of weirdly tie into it faith healing kenneth copeland um so Paige, you want to tell us what we're going to talk about today so as we've gone through the story of donald trump there's a bunch of side quests that could probably have their own episode and this is one of them and i feel like this sets up a lot of just the overall thought process and mo of the trump like camp in general um you know it's one of those cases of like you are who you associate with mm -hmm. essentially and so today we're going to take a little side quest to cover paula white who is trump's spiritual advisor currently spiritual in quotation marks <laughs> Yeah, he, oh my God. I am familiar with this person because throughout his uh, lifetime, Trump has had many different spiritual advisors and many different mentors. Um, but this person in particular is batshit crazy. Yeah, and it's even more crazy than I thought. When I started looking into this, I was like, I mean, she's a crazy tele, you know, televangelist who takes people's money and stuff. But like, it's even crazier than that. Uh, let me just go through a couple different sources. Uh, so we're using the Washington Post, their article, Paula White, prosperity preacher once investigated by Senate, is a controversial pick for inauguration. We have the New York Times, Paula White, Trump's spiritual advisor, says that he has a, quote, hunger for God. We have the Guardian, uh, Paula White, Donald Trump's new advisor, ratchets up rhetoric, denounces demonic networks opposing president's calling. And we have Newsweek, uh, Trump's spiritual advisor asks for seed money. We have uh, USA Today, Pastor Paula White calls on angels from Africa and South America to bring Trump victory. And we have BBC News, Paula White Kane, faith advisors in the White House. Are you guys ready? Yeah, so the American angels were busy, so we're going <laughs> to... Call on the African angels, but, you know, hopefully they can fly on over here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like white people to make people of color do the things that they should be doing for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> angels of color. Excuse me, Paige. <laughs> I did like that you had an article in there titled Trump's Hunger for God. <laughs> yeah, it says he has a hunger for God. And I was like, God is not a hamburger. <laughs> I like the idea that there are hungry man dinners, but it's just for God, the Lord. For the Lord, yeah. And you just open it, and it's just like uh, it's like a Eucharist that you have to microwave. It's just a fuck. It's like a hungry man dinner, and in one pocket it's just bread and fish, and in the other one it's just wine. And you put it in the microwave, and you heat it up, and then you sit in front of the TV, and you hate your life. 
Now, additional sources we have are some of the books that she herself has written. I'm going to save those for the end because the titles alone are pretty fun. Um, (laughs) But let's dive into her life story. Now, what I want to do is go through the information we have from a number of books and articles written about her. But then at the end, I actually want to go through what she herself says on her own website yes. uh, because she kind of yada, yada, yada a lot of stuff and it's pretty great. Um, so she was born Paula Michelle Fur in Tupelo, Mississippi in 1966. Um, her parents split when she was about five years old. Uh, her mother left Tupelo with the kids and took both her and her siblings, I believe, to Memphis. And in the process, her father, distraught over the divorce, killed himself. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, without his child support, uh, Paula, her brother, and her mother lived very, very poorly. Um, They were in and out of a number of different houses. There were a number of boyfriends in and out of the house. Her mother struggled with alcoholism. And she was largely cared for by babysitters or whoever her mom was dating at the time and she says that she was sexually and physically abused during this time which if you listen to our show often this is the makings of every cult leader we cover i mean this is classic cult leader childhood unfortunately um but things do get better for her uh, because her mother eventually remarries an admiral in the united states navy And he takes the entire family to Washington, D.C. And he's basically the father she grows up with. Um, While living in Maryland in 1984, as a teenager, she got pregnant and married as a teenager to her first husband. But that only lasted as long as it took her to meet Randy White. I feel like most Randys are white, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> they're also Randy. Uh, <laughs> At least they're not Randy. <laughs> in 1989, she and Randy White met while she was attending his father's church, the Damascus Church of God. Now, there's a couple different accounts of what happened that kind of brought her to get super invested in Christianity. Mm -hmm. She at some points has claimed to have received a vision from God uh, saying that the Lord gave her a vision and that every time I, she opened her mouth and declared the word of the Lord, there's a manifestation of his spirit where other people were healed, delivered or saved. But whenever she shut her mouth, everything fell into darkness and that God called her to preach the gospel. There's another story uh, where She and Randy White met in 1989 while they were both married to other people uh, and they then divorced the people they were married to and married each other a year later. Uh, So there's questions about when exactly that started. She claims that she didn't cheat on her husband. Who cares? It was 30 plus years ago at this point. So (laughs) she and her husband Randy White set out to found their own church uh, in Tampa, Florida. The church of the open mouth? Yeah. Uh, so their church initially struggled financially and it couldn't afford to pay them for at least the first two years. So they actually lived on government assistance and donations from their congregation, which is kind of funny because she has gone on to preach that people who are financially uh, not blessed, quote unquote, 
uh, it's because God doesn't like you. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. Uh, So from 1991 to 1998, that church changed locations three different times until they finally found a property on North Grady Avenue in Tampa and changed the name of the church to the Without Walls International Church, probably because they'd been looking for buildings for so long. In that time period when they were moving around, they actually had gained a pretty big following. Uh, In 1999, as they were holding some outdoor services in tents, in part because they were trying to renovate that building, Mm -hmm. they had 5,000 attendees a week and eventually another 10,000 outside the church in overflow. Uh, Eventually, they actually built their congregation up to over 20,000 people every single week so they yeah so they had to then purchase multiple other properties um including one that used to be a canada dry warehouse (laughs) that became their main sanctuary for the church until 2014 um they also purchased another church in lakeland florida basically a church that had failed they bought their building and that church had about 14,000 members. So now they have like two congregations of over 10,000 people each, which is very successful for a church. It's it, they're mega churches essentially. Yeah. yeah. Gee, how do you how do you I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not the most familiar with going to church out of the three of us. Uh <laughs> but what what can some what is what were they doing that attracted that many people to like want to f- flock to them? Um, fun, fun fact, they were early adopters of, um, the internet and Mm -hmm. broadcasting on the internet as well as, um, she is a very charismatic speaker and really took advantage of every TV opportunity she could have. So even early days, she was occasionally appearing on TV. Um, we'll get into it a little bit more in just a bit. Um, but she essentially kind of becomes the face of this church and in early days of the internet it becomes wildly popular um they actually at one point become the seventh largest church in the entire country wow that's impressive Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why they attracted the attention of a united states senate committee uh that kind of questioned why they were receiving $150 million from 2004 to 2006. So over two years, they found that she and her husband at the time uh, spent tax exempt funds because they're a church Mm -hmm. uh, to pay for their waterfront mansion to the tune of almost a million dollars and multiple millions of dollars in salaries to family members that also paid for their private jet and their church refused to cooperate with the investigation. Um, in 2011, they were they issued a report on what their on what the committee found, but they didn't actually take any additional action. Now, her church is not the only one that was in this report. Creflo Dollar and Kenneth Copeland and a bunch of other televangelists are all lumped into this same report. If you want to know more about it, the last. Um, last week tonight episode on televangelists references this report as well it's also around the same time because i was looking into creflo dollar also uh it's around the same time that creflo dollar starts essentially a gofundme to buy his 65 million dollar airplane oh my fucking and he's like if god wants me to have an airplane i'll have an airplane um (laughs) 
It's, it's the Lord pretty has crazy said. Story. If God wanted you to have an airplane, you wouldn't need a fucking GoFundMe, dude. Ding, ding, ding. If God had um, wanted you to have an airplane, he wouldn't have invented birds. This goes against <laughs> God's laws. Well, here's the thing, Andrea. God didn't invent birds. Man did. That's right. <laughs> Look into it. The birds aren't real. Is that why they keep <laughs> clogging plane engines? Yeah, that's why they keep trying to shit on my dad's cross tattoo. <laughs> Target now, practice. They're drones. In, in 2009, as that investigation was going on, she became the senior pastor of the church. Now, this is a big thing. This is a non-denominational church, but in many, many churches and many denominations, there are mixed feelings about whether or not women should be senior pastor. I'm of the belief that they can, uh, but not every denomination agrees. So for a woman to lead the seventh largest church in the country is pretty significant, even though it's crazy. In the words of my southern aunt, I believe that the Lord made men and women different. Women weren't meant to lead. What? That's what my aunt told me when I was trying to explain uh, why I had problems with certain religious organizations. It's from a passage in 2 Timothy. Men conduct holiness through their penis what i don't get it what no, is it so timothy i mean those are letters from paul and you'll hear a lot of people reference how paul felt about women in general and this is one of those passages that people are like Ooh. Um, <laughs> what no one talks about is that paul had just gotten dumped <laughs> paul's an early incel <laughs> actually they were right they didn't fuck Oh, no one knows. I mean, they didn't write about it in their letters. But what had happened is there was some sort of incident at the church that he was writing to. And so it's in reference to something specific that is just lost to the sands of time. Um, but that, I mean, that's what makes it kind of significant that she has this kind of meteoric rise. Yeah. So two years later, uh, the pastor that they put in charge of their second location resigns. So she takes over that location, too. So now she basically is managing 35,000 people a week. Um, but by August that same year, they had to cancel all of their services because their electricity was disconnected because they hadn't paid for any of their electric bills in months. And they owed over $50,000 to the electric company when they had $150 million over two years. Like yeah. it's, that it's makes no sense. Bonkers. It makes no sense. I guarantee you that they didn't turn it off immediately because it feels weird to turn the lights off on Jesus. Like even, <laughs> even if they're fucking scammers, like I said earlier in a different episode, I, somebody sent me spam mail, a picture of Jesus Christ, and I still can't throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it could be, because literally a year later, she founds another church or rather takes over another church. She takes over the New Destiny Christian Center and essentially gives her ex-husband their old church. Because at this point, they're breaking up because she's about to marry somebody a little more famous. Ooh. Um, ooh. So she, she, she dumps Randy White and gives yeah. him a church for his troubles. Yeah, essentially. And it seems like they're still on good terms because they still their businesses are connected. Yeah. So like they still kind of work together. Um, but they put up both of their church locations for sale um, just because of financial difficulties, which, again, they had one hundred and fifty million dollars. So I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, 
But by 2012, they're actively trying to basically sell off everything to fund the one church that she took over. Um, And by 2014, their initial church without walls had filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Uh, They had to sell the ceiling. Now they're just the floor (laughs) church. Yeah. Uh, And the credit union that they were tied to said that the church owed $29 million. Damn. I don't know. I don't know. I I owe like 40 bucks on my credit card bill right now, and I'm half of that is Chipotle, for real. How do you <laughs> rack up $29 million? So, Jesus. So many bean burritos. <laughs> In an interview with CNN... She actually was asked about this and she's like, yeah, I've never, I've never filed bankruptcy. I resigned from the company. I had no part in it. And she's actually kind of right. She was long gone from that church at that point, but still kind of involved. So it's almost like she left so that they could declare bankruptcy and it wouldn't be like a quote unquote stain on her. Yeah. But here's the thing. At this point, she was already working with Donald Trump. Like... She starts working with Donald Trump in about 2002 uh, because in 2001, before any of this, you know, before they declare bankruptcy, when their church is still hot and popping, she records the first broadcast of Paula White today in 2001. And by 2006, her show appeared on nine different television networks, uh, including Trinity Broadcast Network, which is, you know, the main Christian one. Daystar, which I'm not as familiar with, and BET. Whoa, what? BET, Ebony Magazine said of her at the time, you know you're on to something new and significant when the most popular woman preacher on BET is a white woman. It is wild, but she's wildly successful on BET. Now, part of that could be because the New Destiny church that she took over was a predominantly African-American church. She also gets very, very close to T.D. Jakes, who is uh, another kind of like mega church pastor who is African-American. And he invites her to speak at his conferences in 2000, 2004, 2005, and 2008 in Atlanta. So he basically helps kind of boost her up, which makes her a spiritual advisor to the stars. She was a personal spiritual advisor to Michael Jackson and Daryl Strawberry after he was released from prison following his cocaine charges. <laughs> but here's the weirder one. For a lot of time in the early 2000s, years, she was the personal life coach of Tyra Banks and actually appeared on the Tyra Banks show in 2006 to talk about promiscuity. This makes a lot of sense watching America's Next Top Model. I oh, yeah, Tyra's nuts. Fucking love America's Next Top Model. It's <laughs> one of my favorite shows. I used to watch America's Next Top Model with my mom uh, and also What Not to Wear. Those were two of our favorite shows to watch together. What Not to Wear was very fun. So she does all of that before taking over the most recent church. Um, and when they basically bring her in as the new pastor... Uh, she anticipated that there, there would be some pushback because she is a white woman walking into a predominantly uh, African-American church. And she actually said to them in her first service, I'm not asking you to like me. I'm not asking you to love me or respect me because I'll do the work to earn that. 
I always ask people to give me one year of your life and I promise you will be changed. She fucking stand and delivered this church. Yes, she did. <laughs> she pulled an yes. MJ. Oh, she's just like, she hey. Did. <laughs> Hold on. Have you not seen Stand and Deliver? I of course she has an Armando. A play. I oh, had no idea what was happening. God. Is this a song? It's a It's movie. a movie. Okay. I'm sorry. She Edward James almost got that reference. <laughs> So around this time, uh, she's starting to get noticed by people. Trump is already in her inner circle of celebrities that she works with. But there's a problem because a lot of mainstream Christianity does not like her. And the reason why is because she straight up does not know her Bible stuff. That's Um, hilarious. She well, and here's the thing I say does not know. Uh, she ascribes to many beliefs that are not the norm for mainstream Christ- mainstream Christianity, mm. uh, not the least of which being she does not believe in the Trinity. So she doesn't believe Father, Son, Holy Ghost, none of it. She believes that there's multiple sons of God. Uh, she believes most prominently in prosperity gospel, which is a televangelist thing where it's basically like, if you're rich, it means God has blessed you and you have to be open to blessings and you have to give money to get money. So buy my plane. Um, <laughs> if God wanted you to have a plane, you would have started the GoFundMe. <laughs> right. The funniest thing about looking at photos of her is she has like a super Karen haircut. Oh, yes. And I assume, you know, being a minister, she is always asking to speak to the manager, which is God. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's crazy. She's five years younger than my dad. Weird. And wow. she looks amazing. Like, here's the credit where credit is due. She looks great. Mm-hmm. And so does your dad. He does. The legs on both of them. Amazing. <laughs> so, okay. I do have a quick question, and this might not be something very easy to answer, and I, but I also feel like I might know the answer. If she believes in uh, multiple sons of God, does this open up the possibility of accepting other religions and their uh, prophets? So, and- I think the reason this comes up, and the reason she says it, it's a tactic that a lot of televangelists use. Um, like even Joel Olstein sometimes plays fast and loose with like, oh, uh, I'm just spiritual or like I'm just open to God and they just don't get really defined because then it allows them to kind of, oh yeah, that too and this yeah. too and you should believe this because it all sounds good but it's not of any sort of substance. Okay. Okay, so it's yeah. just it's like cult podcast in that God is just like a jumping off point for the conversation. A lot of times, yeah. Hmm. Uh, now, in 2010, and again, this is a huge time for her, basically like 2009 to like 2016. It, that seven years is crazy because she takes over that new church. As that's happening, she allegedly, and again, allegedly, I heard reports of this. I don't have 100% proof. She claims that it's not sexual, but they were seen leaving a hotel. She has a relationship with another televangelist who is married and who has been well known to be uh, a 
not necessarily honest person, uh, and that's Benny Hinn. So they allegedly have some sort of friendship, relationship, no one knows. She denies it, he denies it, but a lot of people believe it. Um, a lot of people, everybody's saying it, <laughs> um, to quote her boss. Um, but around 2014, she meets the person that she wants to stay with that they're still together today. And that is Jonathan Kane, the keyboardist for the rock band Journey. What? But first, he had to finalize his divorce from his second wife <laughs> to become engaged God, to her. This now, woman, did, what is this And she life? was dating him while he was still married. Now, I think they were separated, but they were still married. I don't know. So you're um, saying that he and his wife went their separate ways? Yeah. <laughs> Someday a white lady will find me and I'll leave you with the kids. Uh, so actually she's their kid's stepmother. Anyway, so she married the keyboardist from Journey. And then literally two years later, as Donald Trump is starting his presidential campaign, he brings her in as his personal minister. Now, essentially... Uh, they had been talking since 2002 and he would bring her to Atlantic City on multiple occasions for private Bible studies and he has appeared on her show. Now, in 2016, she's credited by James Dobson, who is uh, the head of Focus on the Family, uh, a big Christian organization, which some people like, some people don't. They've gone much more conservative recently than they necessarily always were because, you know, this current political climate has had people draw sides. So hmm. uh, focus on the family credits her with having converted Trump to Christianity in 2016. Um, and we all kind of know that that conversion was purely for votes. Yeah. This is not necessarily a real thing. He has no idea about anything biblical. Right. Yeah. Um, now, she then continues to serve as his spiritual advisor. In fact, giving his invocation at his inauguration in 2017, January of 2017. Um, he also, I mean, I remember this because she's credited with uh, with converting him to Christianity. He was sworn right. in on the Presbyterian Bible that his mother had given him as a child. So like, yes. And she's not Presbyterian by the way. Like, yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's even this as a motion. It's just a hodgepodge of like, you don't understand what you're talking right. about. Also, I'd like to remind everyone that, uh, we covered it on episode three of our series on Donald Trump, which I believe was two weeks ago. Uh, he, he, his entire relationship with church because he only went with his father is with these like televangelist fucking mega church people where church has always been in his entire life it has always been a place where you go to be seen it's not about your relationship with god it's like a fucking it's like a meet and greet it's like a mingling thing if you go to church and your knees don't hurt after why even go Catholics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that's a Catholic thing. Because we, uh, in the pro the flavor of Protestantism that I grew up with, there's a lot of standing and sitting. So, like, if your glutes don't hurt, yeah. that's how you know. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think, uh, yeah. CrossFit. 
Yeah, yeah, CrossFit. Emphasis yep. on the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I, I, I went to church a few times with my uh, with my Mexican family, and I didn't understand it, but it did feel like a really fun game of Simon Says. <laughs> <We're> just <laughs> standing up, sitting down. Oh, we're singing now. Great. <laughs> so once she is his his basically private spiritual advisor in office, she starts wilding out yes she makes her kids so her son from her first marriage and his wife she puts them in charge of the her church Mm -hmm. like it's a kingdom and not a church and uh then she starts giving wild speeches so she at one point says that any political opponents of donald trump quote operate in sorcery and witchcraft and yeah And that, quote, any persons or entities that are aligned against the president will be exposed, dealt with, and overturned by the superior blood of Jesus. And she believes that any criticism of her beliefs or the president is a political ploy to hurt the president. Um, In January of 2020, she was criticized heavily for a sermon she gave in which she prayed, quote, for the miscarriage of all satanic pregnancies, kind of like America's Frontline Doctors. Yeah. What the fuck? What is a satanic Uh, pregnancy? I don't know, but she has claimed it was a metaphor. Um, Yeah. Which is, that's a tap dancey way to get out of saying something wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I could say, um, we should kill everyone named Fred. And then you could question me about it. I'm like, man, that's just a metaphor for the economy. What? Yep. What? That's a great way to get out of it. Here is where things get crazy. Because November 4th, the day after the election, she went on Facebook Live for essentially a long prayer meeting. And this is where she's praying to secure Trump's reelection and repeatedly says things like, I'm calling on angels from Africa and South Africa. Uh, I hear a sound of victory. I hear an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory, which is a problem because um, he didn't he was not victorious. He didn't win. No, he did not win. Yeah, she he, she he heard the win. rain for Biden's half. Yeah, the rain was all of us crying with joy when he fucking <laughs> won. Now, having talked about all of that, because that brings us up to essentially present day when she continues to wild out and say crazy things during sermons. Here is what her website says. So she says that as a child, she was thrown into a tailspin when her father committed suicide and the tragedy turned her family upside down. Her childhood was marred by sexual and physical abuse, but at the age of 18, she was introduced to the Bible and her life began to transform. Soon after, she gave her life to God and received a vision that she was to preach the gospel of Christ around the world. And this says she began ministering to the inner cities of D.C. in the late 80s. Not that we know of. Uh, And by the early 90s, she served in post-riot Los Angeles. Again, not really a lot of proof for that. Uh, quote, sharing Jesus with children whose neighborhoods had been the hardest hit by violence. She says that she went on to lead multiple mega churches. That is true, including one of the largest churches in America. True again. And she founded Paula White Ministries, which is basically her company umbrella now at this point that has touched the lives of hundreds of millions of people. Uh, now, at the very, very, very bottom of this page, there's like six paragraphs. The bottom one just says, 
Pastor Paula White Kane is married to Jonathan Kane of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band Journey. In 2017, she was appointed as chairwoman of the Evangelical Advisory Board to President Donald J. Trump. That's it. As if, like, that's the summary of, like, I married the guy from Journey and I work for the president. Get on this dick. Other husbands, um, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yada, 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 yada. Husbands, bankruptcy, yada, 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 yada. Um, but that is Paula White. Oh, my God. I... I think what's really interesting to me about Paula White is um, that she seems to surround herself with followers uh, that don't necessarily adhere to what we would associate with like good Christian values. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it almost seems like I I don't know. It, It just feels like everyone in your fucking club kind of sucks ass. It, and you don't you obviously don't have an understanding of the bible and of god like how i i just i guess i don't know why so many people are following these types of people well and and i again i'll compare her to joel olstein and here's the thing so she doesn't have any formal theological training mm-hmm. and i think that is something to pretty key to remember when she's saying things that you're just like that doesn't sound right is that legal i mean i don't know much about yeah yeah i mean anyone could be a pastor technically i would say look for someone who's probably had training but technically anyone could be a pastor anyone um anyone Hmm. uh just depends on your denomination Hmm. so anyone could be a pastor don't get any ideas and (laughs) so she kind of takes over this church and just kind of yada 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 her way through which is something that we see a lot with revival preachers where they're just like hey i have a tent will travel that's the extent of my knowledge you know like when we talked about snake handlers that was a lot of it too and that's kind of who she is she does the same thing that joel olstein does of like positivity and magic essentially without a lot of details um while asking you for money in the middle of it. So she, much like all the cults we cover, reaches out to people who are looking for something and have a need in their life and fills it with platitudes, which then gets them to give her money. So that's what she does. That's fucking dark as hell, dude. In my opinion. In my opinion. It's an (laughs) opinion. She looks like the worst. I mean, and sounds like it too, you know? She just sounds kind of shady and horrible. Yeah, and she does all of this faithfully and the worst part about it is she don't stop believing (laughs) (sighs) highway run to the midnight sun faithfully is a great song i don't have lyrics for that i just like it did you just look up all the journey songs and you've been trying to fit them into this episode this whole time well, it's funny you mentioned that because the keyboardist from Journey, uh, he he told his ex-wife, his second wife, uh, hey, when you love a woman, you realize, girl, can't help it. I'll be all right without you after all these years and you should be good to yourself. And that's why he came to Paula White with open arms. Yeah. There it is. There <laughs> it is. Tagged it. This this episode is brought to you by Journey's Discography. (laughs) (laughs) Rock and Roll Hall of Fame band Journey's Discography. (laughs) Do you need need some type of music for a barbecue filled with white stepdads? May I suggest Journey. Do you need (laughs) to relive your glee moments in all their glory, which used a lot of journey songs do you need a leopard tank top and very tight (laughs) jeans with a mullet journey yes 
I do. Yes. I do need that. <laughs> Sounds amazing. I want it for sure. At least the leopard tank top. Oh, oh my God. Man. That's absolutely fantastic. This is one of the many people who surround themselves with Trump. And uh, the story of Donald Trump's presidency is everyone slowly realizing that it is more likely than we all thought it was initially. Um, and just kind of slowly turning and flipping and, and trying to glob on to get somewhere when he inevitably got elected. I mean, there's there's a bunch of people we're going to go into um, soon that have all of these really, really interesting stories where you're right. Every person he associates with could have an episode of their own. Like next week, we're going to cover his relationship with Roy Cohn, um, his relationship with Roger Stone, uh, his uh, relationship with Mike Dunbar. There's just like every single person. It's like, yo, you have the craziest fucking story. And now you're 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 only a small part of this guy's rise to power. And it's weird that we can describe a presidency like that. Uh, like a rise to power. It's fucking crazy. That is crazy. Uh, yes, but this this episode is actually brought to you by not Journey, but uh, our wonderful, amazing Patreon donors. Uh, so this one comes to us from Chase. Uh, Chase says, hey, guys and gals. My name's Chase, and I started listening after I heard you at the RTX panel. I am a huge Rooster Teeth fan, and so I'm glad that you are partnered with them. I think that was a pretty solid move towards getting your name out there. <laughs> I agree. Kaka to you, too. <laughs> I came for the Colts and stayed for the puns and wordplay. They are just chef's kiss. They're clucking great. <laughs> Also, I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee, which happens to be the location of a yellow deli. Ooh. I almost talked about yellow deli for cult news today, but I'm looking into other stuff. We should probably just do another yellow deli. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've learned so much more about the yellow deli people. It is fucking insane. Everyone here, Chase goes on to say, everyone here knows what it is. I may have to go visit and report in, LOL. Lastly, I feel like I'd be missing an opportunity if I didn't tell you that my screen name on most sites is Chase MFH and the MF is for motherfucking. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for mother phenomenal. <laughs> Chase, mother phenomenal H. Thanks for the laughs and stay safe out there. Thank you, Chase. That was so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to say for this episode, if you want to send me your most blessed chain, what 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 piece <laughs> of jewelry do you wear for protection? Uh, go ahead and send that to me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. Uh, and if you are free this Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central uh, Central Time, which is, I believe, 11 a.m. Pacific. That's 11 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. Jesus. I will be playing. Uh, another round of Among Us on Rooster Teeth's uh, website. You can find us at roosterteeth.com. You can download the Rooster Teeth app. Uh, you can also get their app on like fucking uh, your smart TV. You can get it on your Xbox. You can get it on uh, your Roku. I believe you can get it on your Amazon Fire Stick. It's, it's everywhere and I will be live streaming with a bunch of our Rooster Teeth friends like Barb, John, and Chris. 
so yeah, tune in. It's going to be fun. It's a game where I'm, <laughs> I'm going to kill a bunch of people and lie about it. So it's almost like you could cover me in a cult podcast episode. There you go. That'll be nice. Hey, guys. If you want to send me uh, your favorite faith healer rock ballads, please send them to me on all the things at Sundress Comic or check check me out on Instagram at Andrea Gazetta. Look at my art. Uh, I'm going to be doing a shop update hopefully later this week. I was originally planning it for yesterday, but the printers didn't print my things. Yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic and yeah, things get a little bit yeah. weird. So when I called them, they're like, so sorry. So yeah, that'll be happening later this week. I uh, look forward to that. I love you. Bye. Um, for me, I want to know which aging rocker you would marry to one up Paula White. Ooh. She's got the keyboardist from Journey who is going to beat it. Uh, has to be alive. Somebody who's alive. Gene That's my only caveat. Is Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons still is alive. definitely still alive. Yes, Eddie baby. Is. I'm getting them family jewels and I'm a bless them too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you can send those to me at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram. Oh, my God. If you are looking for a new place to listen to our show, might I suggest Rooster Teeth? Uh, you can go Caca. to. <laughs> Caca. Caca. Uh, you can find us on roosterteeth.com. You can download the Rooster Teeth app. And like I previously mentioned, you can get the app on your Roku, your smart TV, your Xbox, uh, fucking Amazon Prime or Amazon Fire Stick. You can get it anywhere. Watch us on your TV. Put us on. <laughs> put us, if you're a teacher, put us on uh, on, a, on, on, on the TV during class. And we're your we're your special guest teachers now. <laughs> Oh man, that should be a what crime. A, what a rough class that would be. Oh yeah, we are as qualified to be any sort of teacher as Paula White is to be a minister. <laughs> that is accurate. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out for Armando Torres Ministries dropping this winter. Um, <laughs> and if you like our show, you can follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast. During Mondo Ministries. Uh, do you wear khaki pants to Jesus wraps? Actually, I wear uh, a khaki jacket and a cotton and cotton pants. It's all about doing it backwards. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, see, I like to wear baggy jeans and a red sweatshirt that just says Jesus and then break dance while I scream scripture like Jesus Christ. Oh. Jesus Christ. We love you, God. Jesus Christ. The sword of Jesus Christ. Oh, man, yes. I fucking love that guy so much. Also, at my church, the holy water is monster energy. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm addicted now. You finally got that sponsorship, baby. You jumped off enough ladders and started your own religion. That's what it is. I'm like a revivalist church where I'm like, just if God believes in me, I will jump off of this ladder <laughs> and land on my feet. It's, it's oh my goodness! It's great for my bank account. Terrible for my ankles. Monster energy loves cats. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Cult Podcast Show. You can also send us an email to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us a blessed chain, you can send that to <laughs> 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like The Shining. Oh, wait. God, I totally left off. Uh, here's for the girl that bets on how I say Los Angeles every time. Los Angeles. Uh <laughs> California 90065. Um, and I'm going to say that today, don't drink anything that's not monster energy drink because <laughs> it's against our religion now. Yeah.
Fuck water. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. And blessed be your name. (laughs) 